0: Gumption, defined as initiative, aggressiveness, resourcefulness, courage, spunk, guts, common sense, and shrewdness. Welcome to the podcast. This is Stories of Gumption with your host, Ryan Lee. Hello and welcome. This is Ryan Lee coming to you with another episode of the Stories of Gumption podcast. Today is gonna be a real treat, real treat. So Stories of Gumption, we are talking with entrepreneurs, creative thinkers, and who I believe are just really, really impressive people. Super excited about that. We still have a sponsor. Yes, that's right. We still have someone who's willing to support this podcast. And we're willing to support them because of their support, support going all around. So we are sponsored by Open Gate Farmstead, a stone's throw away from the mighty Osable River. Open Gate Farmstead is a first generation farm specializing in free range poultry, pasture raised pork and seasonal produce. The farm is run using a simple principle, happy animals make the healthiest and tastiest product, product, excuse me. You will find our chickens eating bugs on the pasture, our pigs enjoying a mud bath or some acorns. And if you're lucky, the geese will be enjoying the pond. To watch the experience, uh, the Open Gate Farmstead experience and their journey, check them out on YouTube page, Open Gate Farmstead, or catch them on their Facebook and Instagram. Feel free to reach out to them on social media and try the Farm Fresh difference. And for a special offer, the Gumption listeners, they are taking a buck. That's right, a full dollar. That doesn't sound like a lot, but they are taking a dollar off your first egg order. And I think their eggs are fantastic. I eat them myself. They're really good. Uh, there is a difference. I mean, it, does, it sounds crazy, but uh, locally uh, sourced eggs are the bomb. So get them, and you can get a buck off your first order. So consider that. Okay, Open Gate Farmstead. Today, I'm really pumped about this. We are with Shatandra Lister. She is a transfer advisor from SUNY Plattsburgh. I'm super pumped about that because today's theme is going to be focusing in on admissions, her story, and we have a lot to learn. So Shatandra, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm super pumped to have you here. I'm super pumped to be here. You're from Watertown. Mm -hmm. You're a first-gen college student. Went to SUNY Oswego. For the listeners, um, tell us a little bit about your background and how you made the decision to go to college and how it led you to SUNY Oswego.
1: Yeah. So I grew up in Watertown. um, Single mom. Uh, I grew up a lot with my grandparents, and they... I've always been super supportive in my life, but none of them went to college. So there wasn't like that pressure from them to do that. But ultimately, I knew that that was something that I really wanted to do. I was in honors classes my whole kind of career mm-hmm. as a high school student and loved learning. So I decided that I was going to go, told them that that was what I was going to do. My grandmother was very confused. just <laughs> like, very much that like old different school. Focuses, oh, different focuses yeah. different generation yeah just that old school of like yeah when you graduate from college you get like a job that's like nine to five in which you get good benefits and you work at forever <laughs> that's like just what happens right yeah so I did I decided that I was gonna go away to school um, originally wanted to go like out of state to, like mm-hmm. Boston like Northeastern was my dream and so my mom was like all right well that's great do you know how much out of state school costs. <laughs> And looked at it. it. was a lot of money. So she told me that I could go to look at an out-of-state school if I looked at at least one SUNY school. So okay. decided, like, my friend and I were going to go to the SUNY Oswego rep that um, was at our school that day. So she didn't show up. <laughs> she just wasn't there. Oop. She skipped class. <laughs> oh, and boy. And so I was there with... Um, one of the admissions counselors and he sat down with me and he really talked like the whole process through with me. Like I was definitely that kid. I just pretended like I knew like all of the like big acronyms and the like fancy words and things that people were telling me. So he really sat down, broke it out for me, told me exactly what I needed to do. And then I decided from there, like I went to visit Oswego and then once I went, I fell in love. So it's the only school I applied to and just, Really enjoyed it. Went for the four years. It was great school. great, yeah, great, great school, school, great people that work there, um, got a great education. I was a business major, um, pretty much went through everything in between. I started out history, graduated with a business degree and everything. I've changed my major like six times.
0: So, yep, as we all did. Yeah, as y'all did. Yeah.
1: I had no idea what I wanted to do, but it helped kind of craft me into the person that I am today.
0: Well, because now you're in admissions. Mm-hmm. You did not plan necessarily, at least at plan that, that <laughs> time, in being in admissions. Uh, tell me a story of how that kind of happened. Mm-hmm. It may be a challenge that set you on a different trajectory and mm-hmm. that sort of thing.
1: Yeah. So when I originally committed to Oswego, my mom was freaked out that the reason that I was going was because she had told me that I needed to look at state schools. So... I went and I visited us. We go like six times in like the spring semester. So by the time that I had shown up on campus, I had listened to like six or seven tours. <laughs> so I knew when I first got there, I was like I'm going to be a tour guide. Went, did the application process, decided to do it, um, and I was a volunteer for a year. Ultimately, went and became a paid tour guide there, and then wanted to apply to an internship that they had within that um within the program at their admissions office so i applied to it didn't get it was convinced i was going to oh bummer <laughs> did not get it um because i assume I was, the yeah.
0: way the hit internships work too that was like that was a pretty big opportunity big, for yeah, you at the for time for us yeah it was a very prestigious there was like a hierarchy yeah yeah
1: there was a big hierarchy so i didn't get it and was devastated like started bawling in the middle of like my work shift was so like disappointed in myself that yeah I wasn't good enough and at you the weren't time. used to that. Yeah. Yep. You know, I pretty much my whole high school career into college, I'd done very well. Like I was a smart kid. So I did well academically and had any job I'd ever applied to, I got and I was just not used to not getting things and thought that I had put in enough time and, you know, as you do when you're young, think that The fact that you've put in time supersedes the fact that, like, the position is right for you, and that one wasn't. So I decided to, like, reevaluate, looked at things, still stayed a tour guide, and still continue to love to do that, but I started looking elsewhere. So I got a job in a career development, in our career development center there. At
0: SUNY Oswego. At
1: SUNY Oswego, um, and was connected with uh, the director of career development. So he would meet with me once a week, and we would kind of talk about... You know where i was what i was doing i was getting ready to graduate i was business but wasn't positive that i wanted to do like the intro level business jobs that right. everybody knows like the cold yep. calling like the enterprise like yep. all of those like really intense like very sales driven jobs yep so as we talked throughout that time he looked at the things that i had been involved with i was an ra i worked in admissions i helped with like alumni events at things he's like You know a lot of the things that you've done are very higher ed focused have you ever Mm. thought about working in higher ed like that's an actual career path and that like blew my mind that i could like go to grad school in higher ed that i could do that and potentially have that be my career where i could work on a campus and help other students and so decided to to go off and i went to buffalo state um for my master's in higher ed and student affairs nice And pretty much applied. That was the only school I applied to then. I'm real good at kind of committing (laughs) and being all into one thing and um, did that. Pretty much moved to Buffalo. Um, I was a grad assistant at their admissions office and kind of the rest is history.
0: Wow. And so at at that point, now here we are, we're sitting in Plattsburgh, New York, Mm -hmm. and you're crushing it as a a transfer advisor Mm -hmm. for uh, their admissions team. I'm trying to connect the dots here. Buffalo is on the other side of our state. How'd you get to (laughs) Plattsburgh? Our, our rinky dink town, Plattsburgh (laughs) is growing. We're growing. We're definitely growing quite a bit, but at the time I could see as an outside person who'd never really lived or spent a lot of time maybe in Plattsburgh, how'd you find that opportunity and why'd you decide to stay here?
1: Yeah. So when I originally started looking um, when I was getting ready to graduate I just wanted a job (laughs) like I knew that I wanted a job but I didn't necessarily want to stay in Buffalo at the time it's a great place I was just not in the right mental state to stay there like it was just not a good fit for me at the time so I knew I'd grown up in Watertown I wanted something like similarly sized like a small town um, college so I applied pretty much everywhere i Applied to most jobs throughout Massachusetts, pretty much from Massachusetts all the way through New York State. Um, Got a couple of interviews um, at different schools, a uh, place like Ithaca. I applied yep. to like Hobart, William & yep. Smith. And then I got an interview at Plattsburgh and came, walked around the campus. And I realized that it felt homey. Like it felt like a nice place where I would want to. I felt comfortable selling a school. You I know, feel God's like Plattsburgh
0: big. is very similar in set up to Watertown it feels similar yeah so yeah. it was yeah I wasn't committed Watertown's yeah. bigger but yeah yeah
1: I wasn't committed to like staying at home because I could have definitely applied to jobs like at JCC at but I knew I wanted to be away but at the same time something that like felt a little bit more comfortable mm-hmm. and a little bit more like me so mm-hmm. came did that pretty much was offered a job had like seven days to move here so, wow. <laughs> yeah, pretty much moved up oh my, my whole life.
0: Uh, in that's Buffalo. usually how the best opportunities yeah. come, right? Yep. Like, okay, be here tomorrow, yeah. basically.
1: Yep, had to find it, had to find an apartment, moved in. The next day, I went to like a new employee orientation in Albany, and then the day after that, I went on recruitment travel in for in the middle of 6 it. weeks, so yeah, it worked out and wow. I've yeah, I've stayed because I've gotten a lot of opportunity to kind of build on the skills i started as like a a transfer assistant where i was Mm -hmm. working like 10 months and Mm -hmm. was not making very much money yeah didn't have a lot of responsibility but i've continually built on that um and have gotten to do a lot of the things that i like and like working with transfer students and adult learners and have gotten the opportunities for that Um, and so as a result i've stayed like i've i enjoy the community and I like the the office and the place that I work, so um, that was a big deal for me.
0: That's key. Mm-hmm. That's key. So help the listeners understand, and myself, understand what it is your job really entails because I feel like I have an idea mm-hmm. of what a transfer <laughs> advisor does, but I want to know for sure what a transfer advisor does.
1: Yeah, so I review applications for transfer students Um, So any student that's coming from another two-year school, from a two-year school or another four-year school, um, I will review their applications. I go to um, community college fairs and we'll talk about Plattsburgh and answer questions there. I also am the primary reviewer for all of our readmission students So that students mm-hmm. who have left Plattsburgh for whatever reason and decide that they want to come back. Um, so I work with those students. I'll set up individual appointments with them to talk about that process and what that will look like for them. I am the primary reviewer for pretty much all transfer credit. Wow, Plattsburg. that's a big so, job. Yeah, so um, I love it because I like puzzles and like figuring stuff out and working with that kind of stuff. Um, so I do a lot of that. And then I also do like your your presentations. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll do freshman recruitment where it's needed. So It seems like of...
0: there would be a big difference between your role and recruiting a, a, a freshman that's very out of high school.
1: Very different. Um, with uh first year students, they're excited about the idea of college.
0: The experience yeah, of college. Of
1: seeing the movies and knowing that they're gonna go, they're gonna live in a, a dorm for however long they're gonna be there. Yep. They're gonna meet friends, they're gonna go out. Like that's mm-hmm. the big dream. Yep. Like class, it's important to that you know, they eventually know course, that they're gonna but... go out and get a degree. Well... But we'd be naive yeah, to assume they're not also looking yeah. for where they they're going to spend yeah. the next four years. Yeah, they're yeah. looking for that fun of that community that they're going to create in that that four years uh, with transfer students, and they're they're all different. But I would say the majority of the transfer students I work with, they've either done that and are looking to, you know, change their focus, or we're not happy with the original, you know, decision that they made in terms of the school they went to. Or a lot of the students I work with are adult learners, so they Mm -hmm. have gone, they may have done college originally or, you know, didn't really do, they may have stayed at a community college and they work full time, they have families, they have life. And Mm -hmm. so their big focus is how long is it going to take? What are the credits that I'm going to Much more practical conversation. Yeah. yeah. What are the credits that are going to come over? How long is that going to take for me? Um you know, what is my return on the investment that I'm putting in because I'm potentially having to take time off work. I'm taking in, you know, having to take the very finite number of hours in a day. Mm -hmm. And I'm now spreading that against my family, my workplace, you know, the other aspects of my life. So they're much more focused in terms of what that means. um, which I like. You know, it's very much it's a they're good conversations, but they're very practical conversations where I think as I've grown up they're very grown up conversations, which is, is nice to have.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It seems like that. So that's, I mean, that's probably you're the person that, you know, most of our listeners I would assume are not high school students looking to go as freshmen, but the listeners are probably considering, Hey, what are my opportunities in SUNY Plattsburgh maybe so that you Mm -hmm. would be the go-to. I would
1: be their person. You'd be the (laughs) go-to.
0: That's amazing. So I guess that takes me to my next, layer of the question i mean are there uh tricks to the trade Mm -hmm. so to speak like is is there a master formula for you know if i wanted to go back and get my bachelor's or or another bachelor's or continue uh, my education that i maybe didn't finish what really matters the most Mm -hmm. and what is i mean it's all important but you know where i'm going with this absolutely
1: yeah, I think that for the big, the the most part, that big thing, especially for transfer students, um, if you have a lot of credit, is your overall GPA. So that's a big factor that plays into. Yep. So that's a big thing, because um, that lets us know, you know, if you've been successful at mm-hmm. another school, indicates to us you have the capability of being successful with us. Um, where I would say, if you your GPA wasn't the best, or if you know, you have a lot of inconsistency in your uh, kind of journey is to talk to us, make that connection with a counselor as soon as possible, um, because we can give you advice, you know, let you know very honestly what your chances are. You know, for me, I don't like to have students pay money to apply to a college in which mm-hmm. they don't have a solid chance of getting into. Yep. So making that connection point right from the beginning, talking, talking, to the reps that you're you're looking at potentially transferring to and seeing what are the credits that are going to transfer and what's really going to transfer, not just what you're going to look at very quickly and say, oh, this will definitely transfer, to have that not necessarily be your official tra- like credit evaluation is big.
0: Okay, so what factors actually would influence whether credit transfers successfully or not?
1: Mm-hmm. So the grade is big so depending on the major that a student is in can impact what is going to transfer over um also where the credit was earned so if it's from an accredited school like a regionally accredited school is typically what we recommend so there are some places that don't have that and then with if it's not accredited it's kind of subject to the institution how it's Mm going to come over
0: or when you the first part you said uh the, the program. You mean mm-hmm. the program they're trying to come yes. into? Yep. so, so the major. So I was a, believe it or not, a, a bio major looking mm-hmm. to be a teacher. Yeah. Not using that at all now, <laughs> but that's okay. I, I turned out okay. Um, but I can remember thinking the bio transfer crez- credits at St. Lawrence were pretty strict. Mm-hmm. That's what you're talking about. You're yeah. talking about different programs having their own... Requirements yeah. for what they really want students yep, to what have. what they
1: want to have because they're definitely, they and I work with um, faculty a lot, and their goal, it's not to not give students credit, but it's to make sure that the courses they've taken are equivalent to the classes they're going to be taking with us. So they don't want to earn, like give a student introductory level bio credit to so ultimately have that not quite be the full scope of the course that, they need.
0: You don't want to show up to bio one oh two and be like And not have any what idea of what's happened in and bio one oh one and that can yeah.
1: definitely happen. There's definitely naming conventions are not always a telltale indicator of what you have taken. And that yep. can be hard. Like sometimes if you look at something you're like no, I definitely took US politics but then you look at the course description of what it was I'm like that that's not our U.S. politics, so it's it's making sure that the credit is coming in sensically. That's gonna help you set yourself up, Mm -hmm. as opposed to you know sticking you into an upper division class that you're yep don't have all the knowledge of, and that has huge implications for your financial aid for your success at the school. So that's always kind of what I'm I'm looking to do when I'm creating a credit evaluation for someone.
0: Hmm. Is there a particular program that you've noticed like a trend of the most applications that you see at SUNY Plattsburgh like mm-hmm. what what is it that people are looking to go back and transfer into or or um return to mm-hmm. school yeah to do? our
1: our big one right now is online accounting so that is a big online accounting online accounting is man, a man that's for a us. good
0: job opportunity too
1: yeah yep so I think the first this is now the third year that we've brought students into that program and the first year, I think it was like 70 or 80 students that we brought in last year was very similar wow. in terms of numbers. So it's a really quality program. Um, the faculty within that are fantastic. Yeah. They're some of the best that that we, we have at the school. So they make the program very dynamic. Um, the students that are in it. They're really focused. They perform very well in terms of their GPAs and and being successful. So
0: I assume that can set you up to be anywhere from a CPA to uh, mm-hmm. uh, climb the ranks in a local manufacturer yeah. and be the controller or CFO someday. Maybe if you play your cards right.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And we have I think the cool part of that program is the difference in all of the students. So we have some yeah. students who have never taken an accounting class. We have some students that while they don't have like a business degree. Have been working in the like accounting field for 20 years. Some own businesses, some are stay at home moms that are looking to potentially wow. re enter the job force. So some people have um, master's degrees in completely different areas. Holy so it's pretty cool to, to watch. This, this is
0: like a little gem that I didn't even know about yeah. at SUNY Plattsburgh. So, I mean, if someone was sort of lost or trying to repivot their career or mm-hmm. looking to, just find something that's clearly going to offer a job opportunity, whether Mm -hmm. they set up their own accounting firm or they join a company. This is something. How long does it take to go through that program? Two years. It's a two-year program.
1: It's a two-year program. Um, We encourage students, if they're coming into the fall or spring semester, to at least complete financial and managerial accounting. Um, If they have not done that, there's a summer entry program for them. I encourage students or um, students that are looking or people that are looking to transfer. If you've never taken an accounting class, like take at least one before <laughs> deciding to commit to that. Gotcha. To make sure you like it. Yeah. To make sure you like it and that you're good at it. Like I mm. was a business major. I loved like marketing, management, like human resources. Accounting's different. I was terrible at accounting, so <laughs> definitely try it, even if it's mm-hmm. just one class to see if it's something you're going to be interested in and that you're going to actually have the skill to do because wanting and being able to to do it are different and yeah. accounting is a completely different language from pretty much most things so for sure making sure it's going to be a good fit for you is is important yeah
0: are there since we're on this topic i mean are there any other gems that we should put in a little plug for suny plattsburgh here <laughs> what what uh else is like a hot program especially for someone who might be they're they're in their first second job and they're going Man, I need something different. Mm-hmm. I might be considering going back to school.
1: Yeah, I think it depends on what you're looking for. Um, we've got a lot. Yeah. Um, in terms of our science majors, we have some really quality science majors. Uh, things like biomedical sciences. If you're thinking that the like graduate level health professions are something that you're interested in, that's definitely a big um, swing. Her big thing to yeah. to choose. Um, we also have things. Nutrition is a big pull for a lot Ooh, of our. I could see where uh, Transfer that was. students. Yep. yep. So yep. that's a big one. Fitness and wellness leadership. If you're more on like the exercise science side of things, um, is a really strong program for us. We have an undergraduate program, and we also have an online master's program, for that. Wow. So wow, that's of, cool. Yeah. So a lot of interest there. Um, a lot of our other popular programs, psychology, criminal justice, are are big for us. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and don't necessarily think that just coming like to the Plattsburgh area is 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 what you need. We also have um, some completion programs at um, SUNY, Adir- SUNY Adirondack. Um, so there is a criminal justice, business administration, RN to BS nursing, and a Psychology program wow. there too. So that's um, at the uh,
0: Queensbury yep. cam- campus. Yeah. So if okay.
1: you're in the capital district, those are also <laughs> options for you. If you don't necessarily want to make the, the trip back up to Plattsburgh, uh, but you're in those areas, um, they have some strong um, opportunities for completion. And there's some master's programs there too.
0: You know a lot mm-hmm. about these programs. I was so I, I would assume breathing. that's probably what makes you really good at your job
1: I try yeah I I really make an effort to like get to know that and I'm like very much I, I love like learning new like weird yeah. facts about things so yeah. it kind of is a natural fit for me as a person but yeah well,
0: if I were applying we'll take the accounting job I mean I love my job I'm not going back to school <laughs> anytime soon I still got to pay off those student loans but I would assume that if I were looking to go back into school and you were my point of contact and I was like, man, what is this program about? And who's my prof?" like, you know, all those people, you know, mm-hmm. those details. Yes.
1: Yep. I, that's yeah. crazy.
0: Yeah. That's, that's gotta be a lot to juggle to, to know. And it also brings to light the difference between your job versus the, uh, freshman recruitment job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very different. Yours yes. sounds more technical and practical.
1: Absolutely. Yep. There's a lot more of like the processing side of, of mm-hmm. things and, kind of being knowledgeable of that and also being knowledgeable of not only the majors and how they function but the people within those majors and like really what yeah. they're what they're looking for in terms of especially transfer yeah. credit is kind of getting a sense of as you do it you start to see where i especially when i first started doing transfer credit i reached out to academic departments a lot and was like Here,
0: yeah
1: here's here's a description what do you want well, and how do you want that to come in decision piece yeah yeah versus and, a
0: student that has very little or no credit yeah. they're kind of looking oh, absolutely. for the big picture. yeah where
1: you're like this person has like 100 credits like how would you want you know 80 what are the like what are the 84 that like you want coming in and as i've been in the job for a while and i've been there for um, about five and a half mm-hmm. years you start to know like I know yeah. very solidly like what yep. our accounting chair is going to say or what yep. our bi- our biology department is going to you know think which I'm and, sure and ask uh, for. your
0: colleagues who are recruiting freshmen also know these details but you really know mm-hmm. these details yeah.
1: I live in the programs
0: what else do you think makes you really good at your job it's kind of an interesting reflection piece because yeah. like, oh wow you're assuming I'm really good at my job but I think you're really good at your job <laughs> well, what is it you. that makes you good at your job
1: I think it's that I care. I I want, to, I really see my piece in that process for students as like setting them up for success. So mm-hmm. how I transfer credit in, I don't look at a transcript as just a piece of paper that has classes and grades on it. I look at it as a person who has a ton of like factors that that come into their ultimate reason to decide to come back to school and I want to make sure that the credits that I'm bringing in are going to be the best credits that are going to set that student up for success so it's going to get them out in the fastest period of time while also making sure that they're prepared in terms of the coursework that they're they're taking so Mm -hmm. I think that not everybody does that (laughs) not Mm -hmm. everybody in Kind of the the higher ed sphere kind of thinks of it that way. But I kind of Some always more have. It definitely can be. Yeah. Where yeah. I'm looking at courses and thinking like, uh, this could go either way. Let me reach out to our communications department and see. This mm-hmm. is how the courses have come in previously. But here's the course description. And the student is definitely coming into your major. What do you think? And yep. sometimes that changes. You know, it can change student to student. And it can also um, you know, stay the same, but I'm going to at least, you know, make that fight for, for a yep. student to, to make sure that that 84 or 67 credits that they're bringing in is the best that they possibly can.
0: Yep. Yep. I know I already asked this question kind of about like the, the, the formula mm-hmm. for getting in, but like, I want to kind of circle back to this cause it, it, it made me think of a couple of questions that I have. And I, I feel like I think of getting into college sort of as, like the same thing as like understanding your your credit score. Mm-hmm. I feel like you know it's very easy to understand and it's actually a pretty straightforward formula. But without truly understanding it, it can be a little intimidating mm-hmm. to understand your credit score or to understand how to get in. So you mentioned grades. Mm-hmm. You mentioned kind of transcript. What about like the supplemental stuff?
1: Um. So with the supplemental stuff, um. I definitely tell students it is supplemental. So it's not going to completely erode the, the, the key indicators for us. So things like academic trend or uh, GPA that a student is bringing in. Um, but it can definitely let us know. So especially if there are students that have semesters on their transcript that were not great. Mm -hmm. but they don't reflect your overall ability. You know, if you had... A letter of recommendation then comes into play. A letter of recommendation can come into play. An essay can come into play where you're explaining what happened. Or even if you just give me a phone call or Mm -hmm. shoot me an email to say, here is, you know, my transcript is this, you know, these semesters that I wasn't doing so hot, these are the reasons. And, you know, there can be a ton of different reasons. I lost a job. I was sick. You know, I had a death in my family. That factors in for me because I'm going to start to look at that and see that for what it is, that that's not a reflection of the capability of a student, but that that is a reflection of the circumstances in which someone mm-hmm. found themselves in. So definitely giving us more follow up. And I like to say that when you submit your application for admission, let me show, who or show me who you are show me the person that you are yeah what you want what you're looking for you know that definitely can play into it um, especially for students that don't have the strongest GPA or may not have had the strongest academic trend um, to let me see this this was where I was at that time and especially if it was a long time ago but this is the person that I am now and you know these are the things that you know I think reflect better on who I am
0: it sounds to me like, you need to look at the whole process if you're applying to college in general, but mm-hmm. in particular SUNY Plattsburgh as you're a person mm-hmm. looking to connect with another person. Absolutely. Because if you don't draw that personal connection where you're memorable, you're not memorable enough. Yeah.
1: yeah right? it's it's very easy to kind of look at that and just make assumptions about So someone. when
0: you're when you're making well, so you're I think of the college essay, mm-hmm. like the entry essay. Tell me what you want to see in one of those essays.
1: Yeah. For me, I want to see who you are. So I want, tell me about your life. Tell me about the things that have led you from where you were to ultimately where you are right now. Um, Especially if it's a student who is trying to explain difficult times or is explaining things about, you know, their transcript. Be honest. You know, Mm -hmm. don't blame other people. Don't say that this is, you know, I don't want to blame anybody, but... This professor did this thing and, you know, that's the reason that, like, I failed out of all of my classes. But be honest, you know, if you had something that came up or if you learned something from, you know, ultimately that semester that you didn't do so hot, that shows me a lot. You know, being honest and upfront and acknowledging the faults that you had but that you are in a completely different place now is big. Or if you started terribly but now you're a mom who is, you know, raising kids or you went back to work or you joined the military and now you're just in a different spot. That is mm-hmm. helpful to me because I can look at that for myself or if I need to potentially reach out to a department and say, hey, what do you think of this student? Would you be comfortable with, you know, bringing them in based on kind of where they are now as opposed mm-hmm. to, to where they were? You know, I can make that that call in a yeah. way that if you don't give me any of that information i can't really do
0: so so be memorable but mm-hmm. be real be real i, I think, could yeah. see where you're trying to a, a, a situation where someone could be trying to be yeah don't, a little yeah. a little too memorable yeah in an essay. don't yeah like I do you have don't any need... examples like yeah, I like, can't can imagine oh, that's, that that yeah. must make you laugh out loud yeah the like I don't need
1: you to tell me like the seven factors of how your nose makes you unique or, <laughs> <laughs> that's real yeah I have yeah that's, that's been there um or you know a three page paper on what makes the perfect smoky eye. Holy smokes. Like I, I'm Hang impressed in there. with how long wow, I'm that you're able to you, talk about that. But. Three, three, three pages. <laughs> three pages. Yep. So those are all things where do it to be to be real, not just to think that uniqueness. And I'm sure is at the end like of the day yeah. that
0: smoky eye paper, if it comes mm-hmm. in with a with a 3-8 GPA, it's different exactly. than the person exactly. who writes the smoky eye paper with the one eight. Yeah, Yep. exactly. And
1: that's the big thing. I think one of the biggest factors in terms of the transfer admissions process is that students have to be in good academic standing. So I can love everything about your process and, and where you are now. If your GPA is below a 2.0, I can't do a lot. What's
0: the strategy for someone like that? Can they still come to SUNY Plattsburgh somehow and and pull out of that? They can. Yep. So a
1: A student could come in as a non-matriculated student where you're taking classes, but you're not enrolled into a degree program. Um, So you can take anywhere from one to 11 credits that way, where it allows for you to boost your GPA. Um, We factor that in. Get it above the two. Yep. Get it above the two. Um, If you're taking classes that you failed previously we can replace those you know i can make adjustments to show and show what that would do in terms of changing your gpa Um, so that is definitely something that students can do you can go to a community college um, you could go Mm -hmm. to clinton or you can go um, to a college that's that's close to you and really just working to do a solid semester two semesters where you're really it's reflective of where you are now as opposed to where you were when you were below a 2.0
0: when you take those non-matriculated non-matriculated classes at suny plattsburgh or the other ones at say clinton community college Mm -hmm. you can potentially get those transferred in towards your degree and Mm -hmm. retroactively get them to count anyway right yes potentially Mm -hmm. okay nice you must have some other crazy stories i'm sure i'm sure your your world is uh very stressful uh especially the you know the the looming uh goals of hitting getting a certain number of students admission admitted at a certain standard Mm -hmm. at the same you know um tell me some stories just for fun (laughs) i'm sure you've got a few that are that are just like memorable Mm -hmm. maybe they don't even have a point Mm -hmm. but Admission stories.
1: Yes, so admission stories. So when I I worked at Buffalo State for a, a year, I was a graduate assistant there. And um, next to the, the college was kind of an outpatient home for um, people with um, different uh, mental health issues. Mm-hmm. So with that, they were able to kind of wander around throughout downtown Buffalo. And they would love to come and talk. To college reps, so we they just get to, yep. We would it get was walk-ins. their day to
0: talk yeah. about the program. Yeah. They wanted so we would get walk-in appointments, <laughs> and
1: and we would take them. And it has taught me so much about like working with people, and you know, yeah, even yeah. when things are imagine. a little off, that you continue to you know have that conversation. So I had an individual who walks in, and he is in like a full bomber jacket with like full on Amelia Earhart like helmet goggles, like the whole nine.
0: Get- out of here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So he wants to talk to me about college. So of course he does. Yeah. So we sit down and he talks to me and he's like, "Well, I really want to know what is I, I need to know the major um and what I need to do to get into the two year certification program for education." I look at him. I'm like, "Sir, that's not a thing. Like in New York State, the
0: two year, yeah, the two year where for he, education yes, in New York State." I, yeah. Okay. I rephrase.
1: I'm like, "Are you coming in as a transfer? Have you taken any college credit?" No. No, it's the two-year program, and I'll be a teacher at the end. So I'm like...
0: With the goggles. Yeah,
1: with the goggles still on. (laughs) Goggles are still on. I'm like, sir, we don't have that. Like, that that is not a program. So we talk for a while. We go back and forth and have a semi-nice conversation. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And then at the end, he sits there and says, well, I did appreciate that you had this conversation with me. However, I know that the two-year certification program is out there. This is not my school. So I will go off and I will live my dreams and and, and find the one. Flips on okay. his heels, still in the glasses, and, yep. and comes out. So, nice. <laughs> yeah. So that was one where definitely took some um, focusing and making sure that mm. <laughs> I was respectful of yeah. kind of what he was looking for. Um
0: what's another one what do you, so amelia Earhart headgear wow yeah. is that the craziest headgear that you've seen or experienced like
1: it probably do people it, come in with like sometimes uh, people love a good hat and a good, <laughs> <laughs> good
0: hey man i'm ready here situation i got a good good hat
1: yeah i had a student who was in kind of like a uh, world war ii like the helmet like the oh the, there the, you the go helmet that they wore um, so I had that at a college fair in which when you know you're hopefully good at your job is when you don't notice it. You're really engaged in the conversation True. you're having True. with the person. And another college rep then came up to me and was like, how did you do that? And I'm like, how did I do what? Then looked and I was like, oh, well, we had a great conversation. you rocking so I the World War II helmet. You know what? What you, gotta do, what you have to rock is what you have to. So yep. going to college, especially community colleges, because I work a lot with, like I said, with transfer students um community colleges have some very interesting different things like renaissance themed bake sales in which everybody is dressed in renaissance themed costumes for a day
0: um Um, karaoke
1: days where they're standing next to you about two feet from you screaming like don't stop believing from journey it's always the number one karaoke song ever it's always that yep rock the vote where they bring cowbells and are have blow horns that are yep. trying to get you very excited to vote where i'm yep. like sir i'm just trying to give the student a pamphlet <laughs> and talk to them about biology yeah so yeah. those registering are all, to
0: vote is important it is very important you also are remaining focused on your on the task at of hand. my dreams,
1: yes of, of students hopes and dreams yes
0: yes that's pretty important i could imagine focusing on students hopes and dreams doesn't limit you to just sitting at a desk in plattsburgh though no. you probably no. have to travel quite a bit
1: i do Less so than when I first started, but um, definitely. That's an interesting grind, and (laughs) and I
0: and I think it probably takes a special type of person to recognize that that's that's part of the Mm -hmm. gig. Yep. Got any horror stories of that not working out? Yeah.
1: Yep. You do. Of Um, course you do. Of course you do. (laughs) Every you
0: you travel that much, of course, there's at least one horror story.
1: Yeah. Yep. So um, probably my worst horror story. It was my first year of travel. And I was brand new, super nervous, like just wanted to like do a good job and not get fired. It was my goal. Um, so I was at Enterprise. I was dropping off my car to pick up this rental, mm-hmm. um, was in a parking lot with an individual. I didn't feel comfortable. So I was trying to quickly get my stuff into the car and get out. So this so, was
0: this was in town yep, in this Plattsburgh. Was in town. Yep. OK. So so quickly.
1: Yep. yep so quickly <laughs> get in my car that I drive to about Poughkeepsie and Poughkeepsie,
0: that's what four four hours away, yeah, probably about
1: three and a half, four hours, and realize I've left all of my travel materials for the whole week. I was supposed to be in Long Island for an entire week.
0: That oh. I have,
1: yeah, that I have left them in my car in Plattsburgh.
0: Oh my, yeah, wow,
1: yeah. So I have to go back because
0: you, it's a week you drove of, back.
1: And I had, I drove back, yes. Yeah, so I drive all the way back from. Poughkeepsie to Plattsburgh, get my stuff.
0: Oh my God, what time was it?
1: It was probably about five, six o'clock at night at the time in which I realized it. Oh, yeah, get back, drive back. I'm getting into uh, Long Island at that point at about like, 11 30, 12 o'clock at night. So it's been a very long day. Jeez. I proceed to go to check into my hotel. And the front desk person's like, "Well, ma'am, I'm so sorry we gave away your room because we didn't think you were coming." <laughs> so, oh my, yeah. So I have driven now what is my entire day to get to a hotel that does not have my room that? available?
0: That's, I'm trying to do the is this is twelve hours. Yeah, it's no yeah. more than that. Yeah, you it was drove a- down to P- Poughkeepsie, three and a half, four. You drove back to Plattsburgh. Three and a half, four. We'll just round up to eight. Yeah. Then you drove back down again, same mm-hmm. day. You got your stuff now. You're in Poughkeepsie, and now you're looking at 12 hours. Yeah. 10, 12 hours. And yeah. then from there to Long Island.
1: Yeah, it was about two and a half hours. So, yeah, it was a very so long day.
0: So, you said that it was like, what, two 1 a.m.? Two, you had yeah, to
1: about 12, about 12 o'clock. Oh, 12 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I Whew. then decide to call around to different hotels to see if they will accept this because um, as an admissions counselor for um, the SUNY system you have to stay at the state rate so it's a discounted a, um, special, rate. Yep, it's a special certain rate. hotels offer it yeah okay yep. so I'm calling I call around and the closest place in which they can take me is in Jamaica Queens which is about an hour and a half two hours from where I currently am and it is now about 12, 31 o'clock at night. You
0: did not drive to Queens. I did not. I did okay. not. I made oh the dec- yep.
1: I made the decision that I was going to sleep in my car.
0: Oh.
1: Um. So I stayed in um Brentwood in Long Island, which is not the safest area ever. Wow. So as I'm there, I am like, yep. I'm just going to get a night, good night's sleep. I'm done. Well, when you're not staying in the safest area and you're in a rental car you're not super confident in that so pretty yep. much spent the whole night sleeping for like a half an hour to an hour and then driving to another location so oh my god yeah so the next morning i wake up i get to my school really early i was in a gym like they they housed us like in a gymnasium so i bring my travel like toiletries <laughs> I take like a quick to the school gym. Yeah. Take a quick like splash around showerish thing. Yeah. Do my makeup and show up and And
0: game time. Yeah,
1: game time, you gotta do it. Holy. So those are definitely the things that you don't always think about when you're you're coming in, especially when you're going to admissions, is that you're paying like your school is paying a pretty decent I'm sure you're not amount the of first, money
0: yeah you're not the first yeah. person to experience oh like no that. yeah yeah although that seems pretty bad
1: yeah the moment that you tell your st- like your worst story though everybody then is like <laughs> yeah no i've done that too it's a culture a yeah it's just it i got one yep yeah, everybody's got one and
0: i see you're sleeping a car yeah. and i raise you mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yep so there's always some fun stories that you yeah. have and it if you don't laugh, and if you don't just like roll with it, sure, you'll yeah. just be like crying on the side of the road, Which happens, like that, definitely is a thing <laughs> where you just have had your fill of yeah bad things that can happen to you in a day. Yep. So you have a quick cry, and you get back in it, and you do what you got to. But
0: part of the hustle, though, if you if you don't feel is. like you're hustling for your job in some way,
1: I would like, just be bored. Like if there yeah, wasn't exactly some weird thing that Some weird could goal or yeah.
0: expectation and, and you knew you had to turn around to get your stuff mm-hmm.
1: yeah you had no choice like it wasn't even a half option it wasn't even something that i thought of at all like i had to do it so you go
0: how many swear words did you drop in your car by yourself oh an infinite number it was a lot (laughs) it was so many if that was v sitting in that car oh Mm -hmm. man
1: yep when i really realized it and knew it but didn't want to like look in my car i went like two exits down like i went further down than i needed to because i just like you know what no it's not happening wow that didn't happen and then finally pulled over and i was like no so wow lots of swear words were had (laughs) That's
0: that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know it happens. But that with with the down comes the great. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to I'm sure you have a gold nugget story, like you're just this is the the story that offsets the crappy trip to Long Island story. Yeah. I do. Well, what's what's your go your gold nugget story of like one? just big success? Mm-hmm. I'm sure you have one.
1: Yeah. Yep. So I like I said work with our readmission students, so students that have left Plattsburgh and ultimately want to come back. And I had the student who he failed out of school in like the 80s. It was a very long time ago. So we have a program at Plattsburgh that allows for students who have left and have either gone to another school and have approved. Or have um, just shown through, mm-hmm. uh, like their career or starting a family, that they're in a different place. It allows for our department to look like our different academic departments nice. to look at them and make a decision where essentially their GPA restarts. So nice. gives them the chance to come back into the program that they were in, especially if it's a higher GPA than they have, and just gives them kind of that fresh start to be able to come in and and change things. So I was working with a student who he had failed out a long time ago he went into the military um in going into the military um he was injured in duty so he was working um he decided that or in doing that he went and was stationed in germany was doing some higher level intel work there and decided it was because of that it was a good time to come back
0: ram ramstein yep do you know Mm-hmm. Do you know if it was rammstein Do you know where? I don't know where. Slight digression, but mm-hmm. I, I was just curious because my my dad actually lived in Germany when he was in the Air Force. Oh, nice. Air Force. Yes. Yep. It yeah, was Air Force. I yep. assume. You, okay. It
1: probably was. Who knows? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Carry on. Yeah.
1: So in doing that, decides he's gonna come back. So worked with him for pretty much the whole semester to get the paperwork that he needed and everything that he had you know there were definitely times where he was like not sure that it was going to go through mm-hmm. but i was really encouraging him like give me you like show mm-hmm. me who you are show me like what you've done like why you want to come back to school so ultimately his department he was a business major the business program took him back he's and, still in germany during this yes time. he was in germany the whole time so they wow. helped select online classes for him to take to finish and every semester for i think he was there for Three or four semesters, he would send me. He either call me or he would send me an email of the GPA that he had. And so he went from a student that had, you know, a very low GPA, like definitely below a 2.0 to being like a three point eight, a three point nine student. Was wow, doing so much better. Um, and so he graduated this semester. And when he graduated, he came to my office. He actually flew in from. This is Germany. a recent story. Yes, yep, recent story. So he flew in from Germany. And um, he gave me one of the the medals of the post that he was at, um, and gave it to me to show his appreciation for all that I had done to help him get there. Um, so he had one for me, and then he had one for his um, family, who his parents, who wow. had died since, since him, him leaving Plattsburgh. Yeah, and you know the one of the big things that he had said he's like, you know, for so long I felt like a failure. I felt like even though I went to the military and I was successful, this was like the one thing I didn't do. And you helped me do that. So it was big. It makes me feel good. I still have that medal in my office desk. And anytime that kind of like I need a little pick me up or like a, why I do this. Wow. I open the desk and it's right there. And it shows me that it's not that a transcript or an email. It's not just that it's a person. And wow that that person has stories and has goals and aspirations and you have the ability to help them and that's a big deal. It feels good.
0: That's incredible. Wow. Wow. That's that's a good gold nugget story. That's awesome. I'd like to pivot now mm-hmm. to some sort of rapid fire questions. So the last couple okay. episodes uh, that I did, I ended up, omitting these questions Mm -hmm. i wish i could go back but we're getting back into it all right okay so i I think this is these will be a little fun so um the first one pretty pretty straightforward but i mean a lot of podcasters ask this question but i'm curious what is a great book you recommend or a book in particular that's had the biggest impact on your life and why
1: Mm -hmm. so i think that the biggest one for me and many people have probably read it I mean, they probably read it in high school but I would encourage you to go back and to look at it um, it's To Kill a Mockingbird classic classic and it's just so I feel like timely to where we are in the world right now yeah and it just really looks at race and equality and the differences in people from a child's perspective which is just so honest like it's so so honest yeah and very simple <laughs> In a way that I feel like adults complicate things. It's very simple. Um, the audiobook version um, it's read by Sissy Spacek. Mm-hmm. It's like my fall travel book. I know that I'm in fall and that the foliage is changing and that I'm on a drive to like Central New York or Long Island and it's just it's good feels. You so. just kind of refresh every uh-huh. fall with yep, that book. Re-reminder. Yep, reminder. Yep, Reminder.
0: It's great. That's great. Um. When you're in times of stress, or maybe feeling overwhelmed, or you feel like you've lost focus, mm-hmm. um, what do you do? Mm-hmm. What it, where? How do you reclaim that focus and energy to go kick butt at your job?
1: Yeah, I think one of the first things that I do is I look at my present surrounding and like what I'm doing. What are the actions that I'm putting in? And I often find that if I'm in a super stressful time, if I'm not happy with where I am, it's often that I'm not doing the things in my life that bring me joy. So I'm not reading. I'm not writing. I'm not listening to music. That's big for me. Mm -hmm. I love listening to music and I so easily lose it when I'm kind of in a funky space, which is the opposite of what you should do because I feel like music. The whole goal of it is to... I'm a big music guy. Yeah. Music,
0: music brings a raw emotional response mm-hmm. that I think is important. It does. I think Tim Ferriss, actually, a big podcaster, he mm-hmm. references how he listens to music on a regular basis because it keeps him balanced.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I definitely feel that. I have started to... like. I know that a lot of people talk about things like positive affirmations and like, just telling yourself stuff. And I'm like, I can't look in a mirror and, like, tell, like, you're great, you're this. Yeah, but that I've, stuff's cheesy to it, me, like, too. Like, I can't do it, but I've started creating, like, a positive playlist of things that... Yep. The things that I have or, like, what I want myself to think of myself. Songs that are to triggers yeah. to yeah. positivity just, and Yeah, and to motivation. just make you happy or tell yep. you that you're a great person and it's much more successful for me because I can't do the other. (laughs) It's just not like in my nature to be like, you're amazing. (laughs) Let's, (laughs) let's look in the mirror. You are great. You can accomplish. And that's great for, for some people. And that works Yeah, for me. It doesn't. So positive playlist has definitely helped me get out of many a time.
0: I like it. I like it. Um, here's an interesting question. So kind of, gonna take a step back in time here you put yourself back in the shoes of your your old shoes of when you just graduated and you're about to enter the real world Mm -hmm. you know what advice for a smart driven college student that's about to enter the real world Mm -hmm. would you give that you know what what do you wish you knew entering the real world that you know
1: that you don't know any everything and that's okay (laughs) i think that education like in high school and in college you're so used to having there be a right answer and that you know it and that all you need to do is research it enough and you'll find it and that's not that's not life that's not working in like a very complex organization or just working with people Mm -hmm. you can come up with the right answer and does not mean that that Is going to be like what makes you successful. And that's okay. It's to just go with it. Flow. Accept that. You're going to find the way. To where you need to be. And that trying to force it. Makes it worse. (laughs) Like trying to force yourself. To like a job that you don't. Is not. Going to help you. Take it for what it is. And you know if you're not able to. Like change your job instantly. Accept that. There are lessons, there are lessons from to be on. exactly. Yep, there or are lessons to be learned yeah. from things that yeah. you don't like to do. And yeah. I think that like as a society, we don't love that <laughs> like that not everything has to be like the perfect solution and the right answer to everything, but that those are some of the things that make you unique. That help you like in a job. Yep. be actually an interesting candidate. That's like no, like here are the things that I've done wrong. Here are the m- many things that I've done, but that ultimately I've I've realized that those like weren't the the right choices to make. And
0: when you can say you've I'm done here. stuff wrong and come in with a open mind about it, mm-hmm. I feel like that's so powerful. Because I mean, my brief time in in staffing and recruiting, I, I you know I did a few interviews here and there, and mm-hmm. like it was so refreshing because you know. That those are mistakes that that person is recognized, and they're not going to do again. Mm-hmm. If you absolutely. open up, I I made this mistake. I you're probably not going to do it again. Yeah, so yeah. absolutely, I like that. Here's the last question. Okay, this is my favorite question, okay. and I really wish I would ask the last two people, but that's okay because we're going to ask you, and I'm curious right. what your answers are. So, if you had a three person board of directors. Mm-hmm. To help you, help guide you through your life, Uh, they were your mentors. But we're thinking of like you know the common business setup of there's a board of directors that really really call the shots, Mm -hmm. and you're the CEO of your life. Okay. So who are the three board of directors for you and your life going forward that you could choose, dead or alive, famous or not, doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. That would be on your board, and why?
1: Okay. So I would say, Oprah. 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 Why? It's because not only she's Oprah, like that's just (laughs) enough said, Um, but a person who came from nothing to build an empire, like who doesn't want to have that knowledge set of just actually being a nothing and a nobody and creating a lifestyle, a, a brand, a organization that people identify with, that people cry when they they see that person. She has. So that's a big one. Michelle Obama. Of course. I think is probably like my number one um, because especially, and I think Mm -hmm. even more so now that I've read most of Becoming because she just has such a solid like knowledge of who she is Mm -hmm. and really... I think has been able to prioritize what is important to her, which I think is very we don't all do that. We don't all yeah. take the things that are the very important things in our lives and say I will do this up until a certain point, but once it impacts my family and once it impacts like my general happiness and health, I'm I'm not I'm not going to do that. And to be able to, to an employer, and I use, I reference um, kind of when she takes over as one of the, um, she's a kind of like upper level management at the hospital that she's working at in Chicago, where it's when she came back from being a stay at home mom at the time and decided that she was going to work full time, but that she was going to take certain things off of her plate. That mm. didn't best fit with her ability to be a mom and to support her husband. And I think that that's big to say. Yeah, I will do this, and I'll do it in a way that makes me happy. But if you're not willing to provide that to me, then I'm I'm going to walk away and I'll go somewhere else. I think that. Yeah, that's some hutzpah that she, people need.
0: She's an amazing person. I um, I haven't read that book. I I need to. I, it's on my list though. My wife Lauren's read it, and mm-hmm. she was talking to me a little bit about that and she she brought up a part that kind of stuck with me for some reason i'm not sure why but kind of this difference between and it it supports what you're saying about how michelle is very very focused on priorities of family Mm -hmm. and supporting her family and barack was sort of more like career Mm -hmm. like this is what i do this is my life and i support my family but like this is this is what I this do is, this is like, my thing, yes. <laughs> like 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 mm-hmm. this is why I'm going to be gone late at night yeah. and yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. It, it uh, is. She's a good choice. What's the third, would you say? Do you have a third?
1: I do. I have a personal one and that is my grandmother. <laughs> Her name is Sharon. Um really for me to keep me grounded and like who I am and she calls me out when I'm being crazy. She calls me out when I'm not being true to myself. So I think that you need that. Sometimes you need somebody that's going to kind of be your North star and tell you when you're just like not in a good, like when you're not in a good space or when you're doing things that are reckless or silly. So Sharon.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And there's something about having that family member too, Mm -hmm. in particular, that can just read you like a book.
1: Yeah. And she's just smart. You know, she... Her and my grandfather didn't make a ton of money when they were, you know, raising their family. She's a great saver. Like they have mm-hmm. a really strong like retirement fund that they have built really just from them making smart choices. So, she'll yep. probably make my business more positive yep. in the end, too, which is helpful. <laughs> she'll make it more positive and then call me out when I'm being an idiot. I love it.
0: I love it. Uh, this has been great. I've really enjoyed this conversation. I've had fun. Shatandra, is there anything else, like a sending message that you'd like to give to the listeners about oh, wow. admissions or life or lessons that you've learned? I'm kind of putting you on the spot a little yeah, bit, but I like it. Um, yeah, a sending message, and we'll sort of close it out. Mm-hmm.
1: I think that my sending message would be about perfectionism because it's something in talking about Michelle and becoming. I think is definitely a theme that comes up throughout. Is that it's okay to make mistakes and it is okay to be not the perfect version of who you always thought that you were going to be because it makes you a more interesting person like to have screwed up and then to write yourself and to be in a different place because of that makes you somebody that people actually want to be around and you're not like that. Ice queen of like perfection. That yeah, just you feel bad like when you're you know that person like when oh, yeah. they're like the most perfect person that's ever been, and you just feel like so intimidated and like go, the harder it them. is to exist, yeah. And then you just realize that like that person like doesn't exist. They're just
0: <laughs> yep
1: putting on a good front, and so per- imperfection is beautiful.
0: I think it's. I think uh, yeah. Steve Jobs said, What is it? Simplicity is sophistication. Mm-hmm. I like it. And it comes along with that. I like it a lot. Shatandra, thank you so much. This thank has been you. awesome. You have been a fantastic guest for Stories of Gumption. You certainly have some amazing stories. Again, SUNY Plattsburgh, Shatandra Lister, a transfer advisor at SUNY Plattsburgh. If you're considering uh, going back after that degree, you know who to talk to yes and how do people get in touch with you by the way shatandra if they do want to get in mm-hmm. touch with you
1: yeah so admissions at plattsburgh.edu is kind of the best intro level point um and then just say that you would like to speak to shatandra and they'll put you They'll put you into me
0: boom game i like it and don't forget uh we're pivoting a little bit here but our sponsor is open gate farmstead uh you know the 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 theme there uh i don't have it in front of me now but uh, the uh healthiest uh animals make the healthiest uh, tastiest food or that's what it was right yeah. something like that mm-hmm. great guys uh I, lo- I love i love their farm i love what they're doing and if you are interested in a dollar off Your first order of eggs from them, hit them up on social media and they will, and let them know that you listen to the Gumption podcast and they will give you a dollar off your first set of eggs. It's worth it. They're tasty and they're probably better for you because they're just, they're local and local is better. Awesome. Till next time. See you, everybody.